all language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Welcome to a very special broadcast. If you're new, I am your Lord and Savior, Michael Flores. And with me is the newly risen David Sabal. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yes. yes. All right, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I think people already know what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, this was awesome. A little teaser trailer came out a few hours ago, and I think it left a lot of us very sticky. And uh, we had to change our clothing. And uh, I think from now on, when we're dealing with Star Wars Celebration, we need to be prepared to be dressed. We need to be dressed and prepared to be put in the splash zone. Right? (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, Today never, is the day that basically the pens are being sold everywhere yeah, now. Never mind Shamu splashing water all over us. No, Ian McDermott. <laughs> He's the one who made us all just jism all over the place. I mean, holy fuck, David. Unlimited jism. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what just happened today? I mean, I've never, ever expected. I know we had theories and we had our, our little fanboy ones. Oh, Palpatine, please oh, bring him back. And guess what? Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. I mean, and the way they did it, the way they announced that Palpatine would be back. Obviously, we had the teaser trailer, right? Yes. And you had that ending scene or the ending cackle, the ending classic cackle. Sidious slash Palpatine laugh. And the way they did it at Star Wars Celebration was fucking genius. They had him slowly walk underneath the theater in darkness on stage. And then right when that cackle happened, they turned the lights on and Ian McDermott is standing (laughs) in the center of the stage. I honestly think that everyone probably fainted in the audience. Yeah. And what a way to do it, because nobody's really paying attention to who's walking on the stage in darkness because they're too busy amazed at the epic trailer that's unfolding before their eyes yeah dave so we have that to talk about never mind the fact that we're dealing with star wars celebration weekend where there's just going to be a plethora of news um we're going to try to contain our excitement as we report on everything that's unfolded and of course as usual dave we're not going to just report we're going to have our own commentary own thoughts on whatever news is being dropped on us. Oh, and there's a lot now. They're they're going full steam ahead with basically the live channel that's actually being uh, watched everywhere at this point is just open 24-7 now. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Good move. Good move, Lucasfilm. Along with that trailer, good move. Dave, what did I say two years ago? Oh, no, a year ago. A year and a half ago. In J.J. Abrams, we trust. Yes. That guy, I feel, brought up 
together the Star Wars fandom in a minute and 30 seconds. Is that how long that trailer is roughly? Maybe two minutes? Yeah, probably probably about two minutes long. Because like JJ did it, man. Just that trailer. He understands it, dude. No more marketing is needed for that movie. Honestly, I don't even care if we ever see another trailer. He just sold the entire movie. Yeah. I have to agree that JJ basically really does understand not just Star Wars as a franchise, but Star Wars as their fan base. He understands that basically he needs to deliver to the fans just as much as he needs to deliver to this franchise. Right. And when we say deliver to fans, we don't mean he needs to listen to the internet. Like, well, people are crying, so I must deliver. I must give them a bottle with a fresh, you know, pinky. Yeah. We don't not talking about that, but there, there's a certain amount of uh, give take a bit. Right. And, and the directors and, and producers of Star Wars and any fandom, whether it be Harry Potter or, you know, Star Trek, they need to be somewhat on the same wavelength as the fans. And I feel like J.J. is J.J. is. And you get that, especially when you when those that actually tuned in this morning and watched the panel, you got that sense that basically J.J. is here to take the reins and basically say, okay, enough, enough joking around, enough trolling. This is a day of celebration for Star Wars. Yeah. We're all here to have fun. And that's the vibe I got from the panel. And honestly, that's what they should really open up Star Wars Celebration with is kind of like, you know, don't just blow our doors off by showing us the trailer right from the get go. I know everyone was like saying we want the trailer minute one. Yeah, and, you know, him and Kathleen Kennedy, they're just, they're bosom buddies. Yeah. Like, they know how to foreplay. They know how to, you know, tease us. Because I think people were like, shit, we're not going to get a trailer. We're not going to get a trailer. The panel was over, and then they just looked at each other like, all right, we know why you guys are really here. Here. (laughs) That was awesome. It was like, I think we all know why everyone's here. And we're not just going to walk off stage and leave you guys hanging. Yeah. But on top of that, during the panel, it was really great to see JJ had control of the cast. Like he knew he's dude. His pamp hand is strong. Yeah. He, he had control of the cast. He was like, like everyone had fun, right? Well, cause, yes. well because he's not <laughs> yes. just a great director, dude. Like when you're a good director, you have to have many talents. And a lot of that is managerial. You got to have is. good leadership skills. And JJ is, has been doing this for what? Almost. I want to say he's been in this business now for almost 20 years. Yeah. I mean, he's not the noob anymore. He he is he is the guy that people look up to now and say, "Hey, teach me, JJ, teach me." Yeah, I would argue I would argue that basically, you know, a lot of like filmmakers out there say names like Scorsese and Lucas and Spielberg. Right. We all look up to those. Well, they're, they're the icons. They're the right, icons. Rightfully so. JJ is actually in that line to join that hall. Well, it depends. I, I personally feel like he's one of the best directors that Hollywood has to offer right because now his when skills, it comes to mainstream films. Yeah. Managering and uh, managering of managering. Uh, managering. Is that a new word? Is <laughs> that a new planet that managing. JJ introduced to us in the star Wars trailer? <laughs> that is true. Managing. I am actually, from planet uh, managing. Uh, a production is actually one of the biggest things that I think is sorely missed in filmmaking now. People think that, oh, it's totally creative. No, it is a business. Yeah, and and you ha- if you want to be successful, you have to be able to do both. You, you, have, to, do you both. have to be ghostwriter. You have to walk on both worlds. You have to be able to do that. Otherwise, your career isn't going to be, you're not going to light the world on fire. And JJ is a creative mind and a, a leader. And you can see that with how this entire process has unfolded. The way he handled Force Awakens. The way he has 
handled episode nine. And I'm not talking about the movie itself. I'm just talking about the entire process, yeah. the entire filmmaking process. He's a gentleman. He doesn't feed into trolls. He doesn't talk shit to people. He understands what you need to do in order to make a successful movie. And all of us are going to be waiting December 20th, I believe is the official date. We're all going to be waiting to see if he can deliver the movie that everybody wants. And it's, 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 it's not an easy, it's a, not an easy thing. And it really isn't. And he said in a recent interview that yeah. he was stressed out and I'm going to paraphrase here. He was stressed out as well coming on board because he had to not only worry about doing a whole new movie, but he had to wrap up nine movies, 42 years of Star Wars. He had to wrap it up in one movie. He had to also wrap up what he started in Force Awakens, and he had to wrap up the things that Ryan Johnson had introduced in Episode Eight. So... Like I said, I, I no one should be envious of JJ. No one should be envious of him. But honestly, the he's outcome- probably going to die in two years. Poor guy, <laughs> because he just his his heart has aged like forty years with all that stress. The outcome of this this episode of this movie for JJ, yeah, could arguably be his masterpiece oh, because I- of the work that he put into it. Because it's more than just being a creative genius, like like a Lucas and a Spielberg. You have to you have to. You have to really, really take a look at the producing side of it and the business side of it and say, can he pull this off? Because just like what you said, the one of the things in that same interview he stated, this was the hardest job he's ever had because he has to wrap up so many things that nor- a normal director doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, You know, a, a normal director doesn't have to worry about nine 42 years of movies. Nine, 42 for, years. Or nine, <laughs> I, nine think, movies. I think you are, you need to take a break. You are so excited oh, right God, now, dude. I was, I'm like, I was like speechless after the panel. Dave, to be fair, I was, I couldn't speak either. You, call, speak. you called me literally one second. <laughs> I don't, you, I don't know how you did it. That skills right there. The, the trailer stopped and you said, Holy fuck. <laughs> you were the, the, the moment you hear the cackle, my phone was ringing. Yeah, my as soon as I can't call heaven, I'm like, I have to call Mike. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad we took a couple hours because I said, get over here right now. I know. <laughs> you know we have to get on air now. We're gonna go live right now. <laughs> and I'm glad we didn't because I would have been doing I would have been doing 942s as well. I am so tongue tied right now because <laughs> like there there was so much going on in the panel that arguably made me really happy. I was happy yeah. to see that. The cast this time around was very comfortable. They yeah. liked their experience. It wasn't like in I remember the panel for Last Jedi where yeah. everyone was kind of like, oh, we're really nervous. We're really nervous. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And you got that vibe. This one, they're more – everyone's kind of laid back and say, this was a really great ride. We're really happy with it. And seeing some of those cast pictures that they did – Behind the scenes with, with uh, I hope I Jonas Suatamo that he was showing some of those behind the scene pictures. That was really cool. I like the seeing that the guy. Cast. Hey, that new Chewbacca. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, dude. He's a good I looking dude. Realize. I had no idea what he was dude. working with underneath that uh, Wookiee outfit. <laughs> like, good for him. Good for him. I, I hope he's uh, banging lots of hot chicks or dudes if that's what he's into. He deserves it. <laughs> Speaking of hotties, let's get superficial for a second. 
Um, when did Rose Tico get hot? <laughs> what happened? I know. I was like going, she's fantastic now. Like I, that's fucked up, Dave. She was never ugly, but she was just kind of average, you know, like kind of like the girl next door, right? Just whatever. Magic of JJ. Dude, it's Hollywood, dude. She got Hollywooded she out. Got Hollywooded out. I'm like, who, who's that chick right there? Who's that Asian chick? She's hot. And I'm like, oh shit, that's Rose Tico. And that's why I was like laughing. Where's, where's Rose in, in all this? She's in a coma. Oh, <laughs> I was wow. like going, okay. Yeah. Good well, one, JJ. <laughs> it always happens. It always happens with, uh, with new actors. They start off, they're, they're decent looking, they're good looking dudes. And then suddenly are chicks. And suddenly they, they get that, that Hollywood thing where they, they, they got to look a certain way. They're stars. If, if they expect to be on screen, they got to have a, a certain look. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. It's the superficial nature of the business and it, it's never going to change. It's never going to change. So it was fun to see all of them together. Absolutely. I was excited. And just on a side note, we're, yeah. we're actually seeing the live feed. That one part of the trailer that I was really interested Wait, in. What are you talking sh- about right now? They're showing, they, they just showed all the merch. Okay. Hold on. We have yet to get some context. We yeah. have a direct feed into the, uh, the Star Wars feed. So throughout the show, we'll probably pump that through our system, and then you guys will be able to hear what we're talking about. And go ahead now, Dave. But like they're showing like a lot of the merch, and one of the biggest merch merchandise that they're selling is that medallion that it was. Okay, what is shown. that? Do you have any theories on that? I have no idea. It took me forever to look up what that medallion was, and there's nothing on it. Okay, well that's good. So I'm okay with that. It's, introduce it's like some GG new lore. And the freaking dice. Yeah. When he introduced the dice oh, yeah. of the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Yeah. All right. Let's see what they're saying right now. Hold on. And all your faves hanging upside down. These are very good. This is very good. Oh. All the merch. Oh, that's dinosaur on the edges. Jeez. Dinosaur Boba Fett's the best. Look at this. And this isn't. This isn't really relevant right now. It's not so relevant much. right now, but getting yeah. to actually see all the merchandise, they're pushing it hard good. this year. I mean, if you're gonna go broke. You're gonna let's go. Just, let's it, just admit it. We're it gonna go. Seem, it does seem like basically they want. They're going balls out. Nothing on the merchandise. You need nine forty-two dollars at least to. Uh, to <laughs> nine forty-two dollars. Wait, what did you say? Nine forty-two. Yeah, nine forty. Nine forty-two. You need at least nine forty-two dollars at least. <laughs> To get all this perch. <laughs> Did I say perch? See, all, <laughs> see it's, we're, like, it's all of us. We're just too excited. We need to calm down, man. We're too gizzy. Get, get gizzy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what I get for making fun. But now the good news, Dave, for all the people that are listening, we're blowing up right now, by the way. Yeah. For live listeners. Everyone that is listening, we're going to give, we're going to be putting out new shows every single day, maybe even two a day throughout Star Wars Celebration. Yes. Uh, we're going to try to go live after every major panel. If not, then we'll go live towards the end of the day after the panels have wrapped up. But every day, dude, is there's a big well, we have, news thing to, uh, for each day. We may go live after the Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series panel. I'm so excited for that one. Which is going to be starting in about, I think it's going to start in about 20 or 30 minutes. I so we're gonna, think that's going to change your your bias against having something on your face. Oh, no. I, oh, listen, I'm okay with things being on my face. Let's be honest. <laughs> I just don't want I just don't want to. I don't want to wear goggles in order <laughs> to appreciate it. 
So that's, I think that's the last big panel of tonight, right? Yes. That's the uh, Vader Immortal. And Vader then they Immortal. have, uh, tomorrow they have the bringing Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to life at Disney mm-hmm. Parks, which that's going to be awesome, I'm sure. Uh, they also have, Jesus Christ, we also have the galaxy-wide premiere of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We are going to be on that one, believe yes. me. That's the uh, video game. The, EA. Yep. That's EA showing, and they have to. Are they going to be wearing bulletproof vests, as we said oh, on our last man. show? They have to. Yeah. They have to. They have to hit it out of the park. Because can you imagine if EA comes to Star Wars Celebration and lays an egg? I mean, just shits on the floor. Like, oh. <laughs> Disney's already angry at them. Listen, dude. They, they leaked a, a poster, I want to say yesterday. Somebody leaked a Fallen Order poster. And... I think EA is going to be okay it, because that poster alone created created a lot of excitement. Now, if they end up doing a, a Battlefront one and two type of scenario on all of us, then yes, that we're going to probably cry and and probably go buy guns. <laughs> I'm not going to say we're going to hunt them down and shoot them because well, that would be illegal and, and I might be arrested. Them. But I'm just saying it in, in as a form of satire. A satire, yes, it's all satire. That's exciting, though, the Fallen Order thing. And according to various rumors, and, and we are going to be very um, skimpy on rumors right now because there's so many facts. <laughs> so we do have some Fallen Order stuff, and I don't want to get too into it just because that panel is going to reveal what is false and what is factual yes. tomorrow. But according to these leaks, Fallen Order will be canon. It's going to be a complete story driven video game. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, dude. And that's how these video games need to be. They need to be canon compliant. I know Battlefront 2 had a story mode and it was fun, but it was very short. And that was also canon. But it wasn't enough. Like it was incredibly <laughs> short. It was. It, it was very <laughs> short. Yeah. All right, Dave. So what we're going to do is let's get to it. Um, let's play the trailer and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to do our own little discussion and breakdown on the trailer. I will try not to make a mess out of this seat that well, everyone sits in. Ooh. Ooh. Disgusting. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I just want to say right there that I was excited. I love the bookend because the first teaser we had for The Force Awakens was Finn doing <laughs> the exact breathing. same thing, doing yeah. the heavy breathing. So I like that J.J. brought that back as kind of a, a way to bookend the trilogy. Yeah. So you have Ray staring down at something, right? A TIE fighter, as we find out. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. Now, can I just say that I appreciate that J.J. is bringing it back to the roots of Star Wars and what inspired various moments of the original trilogy, which was what, David? The Western and the samurai epics. Yeah. And the fact that he gave us three shots in a row that were all ripped from a Western is fucking fantastic. Yep. It's a standoff. It's a standoff. It's a standoff. But this is your fight.
I will say someone's got to update Daisy Ridley's wardrobe. Like she's still go- doing that whole like homeless chic look. <laughs> like, when- but it's like totally different now. It's all white. But it's still a little homeless. It's still a little homeless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. there is when I came <laughs> because Dave, what have we, what have we been saying since the new trilogy started? We like it. We're enjoying it. They're good movies. Yes. But where is the consistency between the, the clone wars and these movies? Yeah. Continuity. Yes, right. Where are the clone wars era antics where is the jumping and hopping and the the crazy acrobatic techniques of a jedi and and yes i know that ray was new at this that that was the whole point we're seeing her slowly become more and more powerful and we said what was one of the things we said needed to happen in this movie we needed the final movie to bring back that type of fighting yes and they open up a minute 10 with her leaping over open a fucking tie fighter and that just right there, Dave, that's all I needed to see to be satisfied. Yeah, because th- that just brings the continuity to the universe. Yes, and you need to because this is the final this is the final movie of and, the Skywalker saga. You have to make it all fit and work. And we got to re- you guys got to remember out there that basically there is going to be a time. It's not like Ray has learned this overnight. There's apparently a gap where she's been training. Right. There's a there's a time gap. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Kylo Ren finally stabbed somebody <laughs> with the uh the crossbar. Oh, is yeah. Is that what it's called? Of the saber? That was awesome. I love how Ryan Johnson put in his teaser a scene where Kylo destroys his helmet, forget the past, and then you have something very poetic. <laughs> JJ chooses to put a scene where he's putting the helmet together as a way of saying, no, we need to embrace the past. I like, I like how you, you like brought that? that up. I love how the, that you brought that yeah, up. I, okay. uh, yeah. I yeah. guarantee you that's what he's doing, dude. Like, because, cause, cause Ryan Johnson, and I'm not going to turn this into a negative no, no, discussion. No, no. I, I do appreciate many, many moments in last Jedi, but yeah. that, that was a very, um, I felt like that was his own way of saying, listen, JJ, I like what you did, but we need to move forward enough of this, uh, you know, retreading. And now JJ's all, no, no, no. You didn't understand what I was doing, man. We were going to get there. Yeah. And that's episode seven was, was phase one. I was going to get there, but now I'm going to finish my story. I'm going to, I'm going to poetically put the pieces back together and bring back my story as well. Yeah. And in a way, this is, a way of JJ handling it more professionally. Yeah, and I'm not saying this he's bashing Ryan. I'm just saying this is his story. This is what he originally was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> we got Lando that again. That was that that made me so happy. The real Lando. The real Lando. Oh, hey Mike. I do what? There it's going up on the oh, Hold on, hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news. It's going up on the live feed right now. This is moment. The Lord of this monolith will give you a task. This is the trailer for VR Immortal uh, Vader. 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 
He's in reach of enormous power. You must escape. Holy shit. Dude, the sound design is really good. Okay, you know what? We don't we can't do this right now. We're gonna have to do another show where we break this down. <laughs> There's so much going on. There's, what the hell? I can't take it. <laughs> it looks good. Well yeah, we'll get into it on another show. Dude. Probably in about an hour or two from now. This is like a horror film designed by running away from Vader. Well, it kind of has to be. I mean, you're dealing with the Dark Lord of the Sith. It can't be happy, you know, go lucky <laughs> optimism. It can't be happy go lucky optimism. Yeah. All right, we'll get into that later. Now, <laughs> David, simmer down. Get back to the show. Okay, back to the show. Okay, now, one thing I thought was hilarious when it comes to Billy D. Williams Lando is he's wearing the exact same clothes that... <laughs> you noticed it too, right? From Solo, a Star Wars story. Like, dude, we understand it's a custom piece. We got to update your wardrobe at some <laughs> Lando, point. Lando gets on the Falcon and goes, huh, my clothes are still here. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I just like that he swoops right in. You know, everyone's dead. He's like, it's all right. I'm here. It's the same old Lando, dude. <laughs> it's the same old Lando. Just swooping on in. And then Chewie's probably right beside him going, why is he wearing Han's clothing again? <laughs> no, at least he's not wearing Han's clothing. It is funny, though, that he's literally wearing the exact same clothing from clothing. Solo, a Star Wars story. You know, it's probably new then. Now it's like vintage. He's it's all, vintage. This is vintage. <laughs> <laughs> this is vintage. Oh, dude, if they do do that, that'd be awesome. I would because like it would fit that. his character. I would like it because it would... It would connect the two movies, the two yeah. characters, the two different Landos from a you know solo Star Wars story, and then of course the the original Lando, the that original is- Lando, yeah. All right, here we go. I, I like seeing C three PO in action. I that like to was see that, he, yeah, because we haven't seen him in the thick of it in a while. Maybe we did, but we didn't recognize him because he had the red arm. You know, yeah. ma- ma- <laughs> like how you agreed with me. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, Mike. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. really gone and then you hear the emperor laughing i'm like going, that was cool that's the payoff because what the one thing that's been me and you have been harping about the one thing that's missing up to this point is a major villain Kylo ren is not a villain he's he's just an obstacle just like what you pointed out right who's I- been the villain of the entire trilogy up to this point yeah well that's where we're gonna go now with some theories here now obviously that's the Death Star ruins in that final scene. Yes. Now, this is my theory. Now, a lot of people are assuming Palpatine is back, like meaning he's back. He's alive. And and he very well could be. It's very hard to tell right now. But I'm kind of leaning to the fact that they're going to be bringing back the mysticism of Star Wars, the very thing that governed Star Wars way back from the 70s. Right. Something that we kind of got away from in the in the new trilogy. They haven't really veered into that area and to that territory yet i have a feeling that he's not alive i have a feeling that it's his ghost yes. that palpatine has been pulling all the strings by way of his by way of a return from the netherworld as a sith spirit as now sith we already spirit. know based on star wars canon that sith spirits 
or force spirits are bound to some degree to the areas of their demise, whether it be a lightsaber or a or, or a location. Now, wouldn't it make sense for his spirit, his power to be very strong in the very place that he died? Yes. We already know this from canon that this is a thing. So I have a feeling that he's not truly alive. No. I feel like it could work. I know people are throwing out clone theories and pulling out things from, you know, the 90s Dark Horse run from the Dark Empire series. He cloned himself and he's alive. You know, his force spirit went into a clone. And if it's done correctly, I mean, that could work. It could. But I'm feel I feel like there's a lot to explain to general audiences who are going in to see that. I feel like that's a lot to swallow. However, something like this being a force spirit. Most audiences already understand that it's been established way back in whenever Empire came out. What, like 81? Yes. Ever since Empire came out, that's been established. That's a thing. So that's an easy pill to swallow. And it would make sense. Now, never mind what he could be and what he's going to be. Let's just say that this is a genius move. Whatever it is, his presence is going to be in this movie. Yeah, he has to have a presence in this movie because out of all the Star Wars stories, there's only one character I could think of that is the type of villain Star Wars always needed. And that is Emperor Palpatine. Well, to the Skywalker saga. To the Skywalker saga. Because it started with him, and it, and we, we have said this on shows throughout the last, what, two years, three years? We have said that you need to have Palpatine in these movies in some way. In some because way. he's the thing that governed the entire previous six films. Yes. His manipulation of the galaxy, his manipulation of Anakin Skywalker, his manipulation of the Jedi Council— he was the catalyst that started everything. And I, we have said that that's what this movie is missing. Not just a, a big bad, a big villain, but it's missing Palpatine. And we have said it would be nice to have him in this movie in some capacity. Some e- capacity. Even if it's just a plan that he had laid out. That he was the one that instructed Snoke to do something. We've always said that. Yeah. And the fact that they're doing it shows me, Dave. And it gives me confidence in J.J. Because we have always said J.J. is us. J.J. is one of us. He is a Star Wars fan who has had the opportunity to make a Star Wars movie. He understands what Star Wars needs. He understands what we want for the most part, at least the mainstream. Not even the mainstream. I should say the bulk. That's a better way of saying it. The bulk of the Star Wars fans. He's in sync with us. And the the fact that he put Palpatine back in this movie in some capacity gives me complete and utter confidence in episode nine. Yeah, it does. And I mean, like for those out there that are wondering why, why, how could Palpatine come back? You guys got to remember this harkens back to Obi-Wan in new hope saying that strike me down. You will, uh, I will become stronger than you ever. If you strike me down, if you strike me down, let me correct you with your quote. (laughs) (laughs) So that whole thing about death does not stop a force wielder. Right. Oh, everyone always said, well, the Jedi's can do it. Yeah, the Jedi's can do it. So why can't a Sith user do it? Right. And if people need, um, like, we're talking a lot from, you know, canon, even some retcon things that we've seen. But even, let's bring it closer to home and things that are now canon as well. Um, look at Yoda. 
one of the one of my favorite exactly. moments in Last Jedi. Look how powerful he was as a force spirit. He could still physically interact, not just by talking to the the, the land of the living. He can actually physically manifest power. He brought lightning from the skies and burnt down the the Jedi the, Je- the Jedi Temple. So if he can do that, and we already know this, there's always been that debate: who's stronger, Yoda? Or Palpatine. In fact, the way episode uh, three ended, I thought was genius. Leave it ambiguous. We don't need Leave to know. Ambiguous. The yeah. way the battle ended, we couldn't, we still didn't know who's stronger, Sidious or Yoda. So if Yoda, with all of his power, is able to do that, then it would make sense that Palpatine can also interact with the living and nudge things in directions. He can manipulate, he can be the grand puppeteer even in death. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited, Dave. That's my I don't have I don't have a whole lot of theories as of yet. There's one that I was discussing with my younger brother today um, because he called me as well. I I had five phone calls coming in. You, another person from our network, my brother and my older brother. (laughs) I picked up my older brother first because he usually has good ideas. My older brother's a little basic. You know, his ideas are like, so what do you think? He got cloned. Yeah, like, that's what everyone's going to jump. He's to. a YouTube comment. My older brother, my, my younger brother is a little more of a thinker. And he came up with this idea. He's a what if Mike? And I agree with this theory. I would love it. He's a what if, you know, we're all assuming the rise of Skywalker. We're assuming that JJ is going to retcon Ryan's non parentage, right? The parentage of right of right that he's yeah. going to say she's a Skywalker, right? I think a lot of people are assuming that and everyone's assuming. That. And there's also people out there that are assuming, oh, Luke Skywalker is going to come back. The rise of Skywalker. But what if and JJ's genius, he went back to the ancient Jedi texts, Lucas's original plans. And um, he's making a statement that the rise of Skywalker is actually Palpatine. Now, a lot of people may scratch their head. Yes. Now, it has been brought into canon. Years ago, years ago, and it was retconned when Disney took over, but they recently brought it back in the uh, the second Vader series, the second second Marvel Vader series. They brought it back that Palpatine created Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Through the manipulation of midichlorians. And it brings a lot more context to that moment in episode three when he's talking to Anakin Skywalker, when Palpatine is discussing how he could help him bring back the ones you love and prevent them from dying. Okay, so they have gone in in books that were retconned and now in comic books that are now part of canon. And they have stated that Anakin is actually a product of Sidious's manipulation of midichlorians, an experiment within the dark side. Yes. Okay. So what if this whole time Shimmy was simply Shimmy Skywalker, Anakin's mother is simply a vessel, right? Yes. A vessel to hold in, not the one that will be bring balance to the force, but essentially the antichrist, the one that will destroy everything, right? Which he kind of did. And what if by some weird turn of events that would work, Palpatine is actually a Skywalker. We know next to nothing about him. And if you look at everything Lucasfilm has been doing over the course of what, three years, 
they are putting a lot of emphasis back on Shiv Palpatine. Yes. And explaining his roots. Not too much, because that's going to be a mystery. But they're putting the emphasis back on Palpatine. They're explaining everything that he's been working on. Uh, in one of the books we recently read, the Tarkin book, uh, he, he specifically said he didn't care about any of this. This empire was a means to an end. Yes. He didn't want to take over the galaxy necessarily. Yes, he, he, he lusts for power, but not that type of power. It was a means to end, a means to an end. He needed that power in order to do what he really wanted, which was to experiment with some of the darkest Sith magic you could do. Yes. That was his whole purpose. That's Him and Vader purpose. were supposed to sit side by side and meditate until they unlock the mysteries of the force. That was his true. That was his true agenda. Yeah. If you think about it, every time that he shows up in star Wars stories, including like in rebels, what is he doing? He's more or less interested in unlocking the secrets, the secrets. That's it. You know, he doesn't care about uh, Ezra and his chase for his parents. He wants to get, a chance to actually break the barrier between the plane that the, the living plane and that plane where the force is, where he can manipulate time. And let's say he's not a Skywalker. Let's go the other direction. It really doesn't matter. Like I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm happy that he's in it because he is the grand puppeteer and he needs to be in this movie. The final Skywalker saga to send us off. It only makes sense that they bookend it with him the very person that started it all yes so whatever they end up doing with him i have a feeling that we're gonna find out the skywalker bloodline isn't as um righteous as we have thought if you take into account that anakin was conceived by ways of the dark side of the force right there he's corrupted yeah now luke can be in a uh, an anomaly of sorts not really because luke was corrupted as well if you think about it that's what they struggled that's what they were trying to show in, in Last in, Jedi. In Last Jedi was the fact that Luke still struggled with it. That it there work. was a dark, there was a dark pull on Luke even. Yeah. So, and everyone constantly said, "Well, it's the Skywalker, the curse of the Skywalker right. bloodline." Right. So you're right. It could work that way as well. So having Palpatine back in has really just kicked open the door for so many fucking possibilities. And on, honestly, it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, when you have, you know, Snoke dead, essentially, uh, who I have a big feeling that uh, I have a feeling that originally uh, J.J. had probably intended for Snoke to be a much bigger part of the series. But now he has been kind of marginalized to kind of a henchman of sorts. Yes. So what do you do? You bring in the big guns. You bring in the puppeteer himself and you now connect this entire storyline, even Snoke. And and say and show us that Snoke was simply doing the bidding of his master, of Palpatine. And maybe he doesn't even know. Maybe Snoke didn't even realize he was doing his bidding. That's the genius of Palpatine. How many times have we seen, how many stories have we seen where Palpatine has pushed people in directions? Little slight nudges, and they don't even realize it. They don't even realize they're they're playing right into Palpatine's hands. Yes. Yeah. A lot of theories, man. A lot of, theories, lot of speculation. And we're going to save that's them. That's the theory that I really hope, as a fan, 
I want them to go. Well, we already know that in episode eight, he says, well, I should have known that somebody of her power. I'm paraphrasing here when he's when Snoke is talking about Ray's. I should have known uh, that when darkness would rise, your equal would would rise as well. The light will rise to to uh, to meet the darkness. Right. Challenge the darkness. So what if what if Ray? What if Ray is the actual person that's supposed to combat the Skywalker tainted bloodline? That that's her entire purpose. She's, oh, that she, would make so much. She sense. is the light side. Now suddenly, yeah. the Skywalker saga that we have here makes sense because little did we know that we're battling the Skywalker bloodline. That's the villainy. That's the villain is the Skywalker bloodline, and that would make complete sense because if. If Kylo Ren's right, your parents are nothing. They were just a bunch of scavengers. Then it would make sense that basically, yeah, the force would manipulate to try to combat the Skywalker bloodline. Right. And at the the whole point of the Skywalker storyline is the fact that, yes, Luke was our hero, but his bloodline is what everyone's fighting against. And that's the curse. They have to battle the curse of the Skywalker bloodline. And everything where like all these theories or, or speculation, if you want to call it that, is based on things we've seen. I mean, we already know that Skywalker is shrouded in mystery. Yeah. I mean, Mace Windu said, you know, what, what was it when Obi-Wan said he is the chosen one, right? And Mace Windu said, yes, a prophecy that we might have, what, misinterpreted? Misinterpreted. That yeah. was a thing. Yeah. So and it goes back to even make the prophecy. It, it even goes back to the old prophecy that is still up in the air. Is kind of like okay, he's the one that's supposed to bring balance to the force. Well, what the heck is the balance? And yeah. they they basically said is like maybe we misinterpreted this uh, wrongly. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are going to go to a very quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to jump into some more Star Wars news and discussions. Don't go anywhere. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. No. What? I would eat. We literally, live, we do not live in a third world country. Andrew. I'm aware. You don't need to eat your best friend when they die. <laughs> and you don't need to eat you find in your backyard. I would literally eat everything that I just listed off without a beat. If something is prepared in such a way that it is meant for human consumption. Okay. Is your better question. List just a menu? Thomas, hold yes. on a second. Better question. Andrew, if, let's say there were seven or eight people. Sure. Stranded on an island. Mm-hmm. There was no food, but what, there was like nine of you. Sure. Okay. And you decided that Thomas Cowley, who died unfortunately in the accident, oh, he, he didn't survive. Let's say you guys need food. Yes. And you it's found a, a way. Situation. You, dinner party, you right? found a way to keep Thomas's body from decomposing. Let's say. All right. Mm-hmm. Survivor one chose to eat his arm. Okay. Survivor two ate his legs, and all that was left. <laughs> Was a crispy dick. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why we're not going to be on air like syndicated. I would go for a kidney, a heart, or a liver. There's nothing else left. 
Literally it's, just it's a skeleton with a survivor. <laughs> survivors one through twelve picked it up. Picked, of the nine. Yeah, you were the runt of the survivors. <laughs> and all that was left was a meaty cock. It is an extreme situation. Okay, so we're going like a month for three fuck's weeks to sake. a month yes. without food. Yes. <laughs> Just admitted you'd eat Thomas's cock <laughs> in an extreme situation where cannibalism is not off the table. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Even that part when he's going to look for it, and you're in the middle of the stream, and he takes a shovel and he's moving two top rocks with it. And he's, then he's kicking rocks, and there it is. Yeah, you're telling me you buried this box years ago, Where right? Where flood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's what I was talking about when it comes to the the logic. Right. There's, there's, like, even things that were just illogical thrown in this movie. I'm like, come on, I understand B. Because B-movies, B there's been some atrocious B-movies. But the B-movies is some of the cliches, some of the stereotypes, some of the over-the-top action of violence, some of the bad action. The sleaziness, but there's illogical decisions being made from a directing and writing standpoint. It has nothing to do with the actual movie per se. It's like, come on, you're telling me you couldn't have had a couple PAs say, hey guys, you know what? Today you're going to dig a, a deep hole about six feet deep. Please start digging, and then we're going to bury this box in there. How Look. hard would that have been? <laughs> Listen up, cowboys and cowgirls. You can now listen to Weird West Radio every Sunday, only on Rain Man Digital. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Star Wars From the Back to Tank. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Just search Star Wars From the Back to Tank. Also, we're starting a new hashtag. We're trying to keep track of our conversations on the interweb. So from now on, if you're conversing with us, our new hashtag is going to be Back to RMD. Back to RMD. It'll be attached to all of our discussions in the interwebs. And if you guys have conversations with us, you can also uh, post that hashtag as well. All right. So let's talk about the hiatus that will take place after episode nine. According to uh, Disney, they are saying that um, once episode nine premieres, once episode nine premieres, there won't be any Star Wars movies for a while. Now, at first, Dave, I was a little miffed. I, I, I became a, a baby. A bit. A bit. But then I thought about it. That's a good idea because this movie, Episode 9, is going to be epic as fuck, right? Yes. They are going to take it up to 11. No doubt. Now, do we really want a movie in six months, even 12 months, that is like a five? And I'm not talking in quality. I'm just talking volume. And excitement because let's be honest most movies when they're starting over a new or starting a new trilogy they're not nearly as epic as the last no because they have to start at the bottom first right and they're letting they you have to let episode nine resonate it has to marinate with the fans for a while honestly dave i i can't believe i'm saying this i would be okay if we don't get a star wars movie for three years we need to let this movie 
be celebrated. We need episode nine to be celebrated. It's the end of an era. David, 42 fucking years. You know, people are all congratulating each other and, and whipping each other's dicks out over the sex sex of, you know, phase one through three of Marvel. Yeah. Like, oh, 10 years of movies. I can't believe we did it. 42 fucking Ten years. years. <laughs> 42 years. And we're just now getting a, a final conclusion to the Skywalker saga. Yeah. We need some time before we start another new era, another new trilogy with a group of new characters and scenarios. So I'm okay with that. Honestly, we're also going to be getting TV shows. That's my reason. Yeah. I'm okay with that because let's take a break from the, the cinema side and, and let's enjoy the TV shows for a while. The Mandalorian is premiering at the end of the year. We have the rogue one series premiering, I believe uh, around uh, what the first part of 2020. 2020. And then we have um, the Clone Wars also coming back. Clone Wars. You'll have Clone Wars. You'll have Resistance. There's going to be a lot of Star Wars still after Episode 9 comes out. And that's partially why I think it's a good idea to kind of put the cinematic universe on hiatus. Because now you got to build these series up now. You have to build up The Mandalorian. You have to build up Rogue One. Yes, those are all all established and we're all really excited about it, but those have to be the main focus. Yeah. From here from after this. After this after that, like I I think that they should take at least two years. Two years. Two years tops. Because at that point you'll have season one and season possibly season two mm-hmm. of Mandalorian done by then. Right. So We'll, you'll have enough time in between cinematic universe and the TV universe to say, okay, now let's start up a new one. Let's let the Game of Thrones producers start up their start up their series, and then that's going to be the next trilogy. Yeah, they have to play this right because honestly, the one thing that stings to me besides the Last Jedi was the was the way they marketed. Star Wars in between of everything. The problems that they had with the problems that they had like marketing wise and kind of managing the releases of movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Han Solo, like Solo. Mm -hmm. That is the most, for me, that's even more egregious than uh, Last Jedi because they've had to learn that basically you have to put certain amount of time and effort to make that series count. Yeah. Can you imagine if Solo got the proper marketing and proper managing that it did, it would have been better. It would have been it would have been received better. There's a lot more factors involved in that, but I do agree. The marketing the marketing was definitely a big part of the lackluster box office performance. And Absolutely. that's why I yeah. think the re, that's why postponing the uh, like Giving a hiatus for Star Wars, everyone makes a big deal. Oh, it's a hiatus. Ah, uh, uh, what are we going to do? I'm, and it's okay. Like, I'm okay with it, Dave. It's all right. I'm okay. It's all about marketing and it's about setting you up. <laughs> like I said, more importantly, we need to we need to celebrate episode nine and the conclusion of the Skywalker saga for yeah. a little while before we start something new. Otherwise, it kind of, um, I don't want to say minimalizes, but it... Um, Enjoy the afterglow. It takes away some of the importance of the Skywalker saga. If suddenly we're like, all right, next movie coming up. It just, it takes away from that. Yeah. JJ and Kathy Kennedy just gave us the biggest orgasm or, or 
are going to give us the biggest orgasm when Jesus episode David. nine happens. Enjoy the afterglow. It, does that count as having <laughs> sex with them? I'm wondering. Does that count as did we have sex with them? If they make us come, did we have sex with them? That is the question. How do you like that philosophy? Oh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. if that was their goal. <laughs> All right. So Disney Plus to launch in November, just a few months away, priced at a mere $6.99 a month. Or I believe there's going to be an annual rate of, uh, I want to say, hold on, I have it here. I think it's $65. It's it's uh, Oh, you know what? It's $9.42. When Disney senses blood in the water, they go for the blood in the water. Oh, dude, they're they're attacking Netflix, man. They're they're attacking. They they see the success that things like CBS All Access and DC Universe and Netflix and Amazon, they're all reaping the rewards right there. And Disney's like going, why are we why are we waiting? Okay, Okay, let's let's just do it. Sixty nine ninety nine annually is what it will cost. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's awesome. And when you look at the amount of content you're going to be getting, I mean, you're going to be <laughs> you're you going to have access to the, the the vast library of Disney's property. Yep. Uh, then they have like twenty five thousand Marvel TV shows coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking. You know, it's a you make it as a joke, but it's honestly it's, true. It's like twenty five thousand Marvel, Marvel TV, TV shows. shows. How many uh, have they announced? Jesus. It seems like every day there's a new Marvel TV show coming out, you know, coming to, <laughs> going to Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Now, also for us Star Wars fans, the Mandalorian apparently will premiere with the premiere of Disney Plus. Yes. So that's exciting. Dude, their their stock is going to go through the roof. And imagine them having yet another avenue of revenue. They already have like what three different Disney channels. Yep. And now they're going to have a streaming platform with Disney and Marvel content, dude. Jesus. I'm yeah. <laughs> the subscription VOD service represents Disney's biggest and most aggressive move into the video streaming wars by pricing it well below Netflix. The mouse house is betting it can rapidly drive up Disney plus cu- customer base. Uh, with a, a plethora of content that appeals to multiple demographics, including movies and TV shows from its Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and Disney brands. But let's be honest, dude. Oh, I am. The only thing that they're really focusing on is Marvel and Star Wars. That's that's yeah. their bread and butter. They say, oh, you can, you can see all our other Disney products. Okay, that's nice. We see what's happening with Aladdin. Uh, let's go ahead and just basically focus on... 10 separate Marvel's TV shows give star Wars. I, I guarantee you five years from now, there'll be like four different star Wars shows, live action star Wars shows. Yeah. This is a good, this is actually a good strategy. It seems like Lucasfilm and Disney has finally come up with a good release strategy or at least a good plan. And this is it because they're not going to just leave us high and dry, especially in the era of, you know, Marvel movies coming out every three or four months. It would suck that the Star Wars franchise only putting out, you know, three pieces of content every, you know, seven years. That that's that's not cool. You know, this is the era that we expect more as fans. We have these streaming platforms. We have the technology. Hey, why not give us more? So instead of you know just giving us nonstop movies, we'll take a little break and and enjoy the the TV side of things. And from everything we know of the Mandalorian so far, it looks like it's going to be pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, That cast dude that they have for the Mandalorian is 
A plus. Yeah, and we're going to get into the Mandalorian side of things a bit more. I believe Saturday afternoon, maybe early no, no, evening. It, it looks like it's going to be Sunday. Oh, is the Mandalorian panel on it's Sunday? Sunday, because I looked. So it we'll up. get into that probably mid Sunday then. Yeah, you're right. It's 11 a.m. 11 a.m. On, on Sunday. Yeah. All right. On that note, we do need to end out today's discussion. We may be live again in a few hours, so keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter feeds and Facebook pages because we'll post when we go live again. Uh, If you missed any part of the show, I'm going to rebroadcast it like I've never done before immediately. So if you missed it, uh, give it about 30, eh, you know, Give me about three minutes. I was going to say 30 seconds. Give me about three minutes and we're going to rebroadcast the show we just did. We'll be the rebroadcast. We'll be right back. Ah, yes. (laughs) 